morning. Good to see you here this morning. It's a new year. Feels like a fresh start every time the new year comes. And so we are starting a message series on uh, how we grow spiritually. Very, very different than our native reflexes. If we're trying to grow personally or if if we if we want to change a habit, there there's some reflexes that we have that we're going to bear down and give it all we've got and make this happen. That's that's the way it is. God has provided something very different for our spiritual growth. And it it's we have to rethink the whole process in order to begin to to grow spiritually. And as we're learning to grow, uh, God's reshaping our, our thought process and our heart. And he, he helps us make the, the change. So in this series, we're going to look at the key ingredients for spiritual growth uh, for followers of Christ. And what you find is uh, to grow in, as a Christian when you dig into the New Testament, to grow as a Christian means that we're becoming more like Christ. We're, we're taking on his character, and that benefits you and I tremendously. The more that we become like him in the way that we handle uh, our relationships, the way that we relate to our family, the way that we handle our work, um, it just really helps us out as we, as we take on his character. So it's, it's, a, it's a very good thing uh, that we're moving toward, and that's what we're going to be digging into. The, the interesting thing, God has taken a very active role in our growth process. Very, very active. Uh, it's not automatic, however. I remember I read uh, a verse. This isn't in your outline or listening guide. Um, but I read a verse one time, Philippians 1.6, and I was very relieved. Because in it, Paul's writing to a group of people that he helped come to know Christ. They just decided to become followers, and he was trying to help follow them up. He wrote them a letter. And in Philippians 1, 6, it says, I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I read that, and I was so relieved. Because, you know, our native reflex is, I've got to change. I don't like this about myself. I've got to grow. I've got to be different. And it all rests on me. But as you get into Scripture, you find out God is very involved in our growth. He is the one that's in charge of our training program. He's the one that is, is helping take all of the ingredients, the things that he provides for our growth, and work them into our lives to help us become more like Jesus Christ, to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That's the way it's put in Romans 8. But... At the same time, God is involved. We must take a lot of initiative to avail ourselves of what God provides for our growth. Here's what you find in Scripture. God works with us to give growth if we choose to cooperate with him. Philippians 2, the next, in the next part of that letter that I just quoted, Philippians 1.6, Philippians 2, 12, and 13 says this, Dear friends, you, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important 
to, to follow his direction and guidance in walking with the Lord Jesus. He, he's writing to a group of people, like I said, that have come to Christ. He's trying to explain to them how God grows people. So we can learn a lot from this. He says, work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with a deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. This is interesting. We're to work hard as God works in us. There's, there's a definite cooperation. We work hard to show the results. If you come to faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit is planted in you. He lives in you. He takes up residence in your heart. And we're, we're to work hard with him so that as he is growing us and changing us and, and using things in our lives to make us different, we, we actually become different. We, we cooperate with God as he takes the ingredients of growth and mixes them to bake the cake of our character. That's what God's doing through, through the things that are going on in our lives, through, through the, the things that he has provided for our growth. He's mixing them in. He's working in us to make us different. And if you walk with the Lord Jesus day by day by day, and you learn to cooperate with him, and you try to cooperate with him more and more, you're very different over a period of years in the way that you relate to your family, the way that you handle your work, your finances, your problems. The, the way that you approach your entire life is changed. Because day by day, you're trying to figure out what is God saying, what is God doing, what does he want? And as you, as you begin to figure that out, boy, you get different. You're very different after after weeks and months and years. You, you don't want to look at too tight a time frame. <laughs> but looking back, boy, you can see the changes that, that the Lord makes. Here's what God provides for our growth. I want to look at this. This is an overview of the whole series. First of all, he provides himself, his spirit. That's what we're talking about today. So you think you can dance. In, in a dance, you have to work with each other or it gets ugly fast. Somebody has to be leading. If I were leading in a dance, frankly, it would look ugly anyway. Okay, I, I, I don't want to show you that. But um, if, 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 however, that's the, that's the truth in our own lives. If we take the lead, it gets ugly. If we put ourselves in control of what's going on, then we don't know, we don't have God's perspective and vantage point on what's going on in our lives. And so when we try to take the lead, boy, we're, it's, it doesn't go so well. So if, if, if you want to uh, grow in your walk with God, you have to decide, I'm going to cooperate with God. I'm going to put him in charge, and I'm going to learn uh, to walk with him. I'm going to learn to cooperate with him. If you want to, if you want to, Go it on your own. God lets you dance on your own. You're, you'll, you can dance by yourself. You can do a solo. But God will not follow you in the dance. He will not. So our, our role is to decide, okay, I'm going to follow you, God. I'm going I'm to do what, what you want. Um, this, the next thing God provides is fellow Christ followers. And we're going to look next week at avoiding a wipeout. God provides his body, a group of Christians, 
to support us. A few weeks ago, there were some gigantic waves at Waimea Bay, 50 feet. And I, I was, our family was there a couple of years ago at um, Waimea, and we saw 25-foot waves. And there was a guy on a jet ski sort of running around, you know, helping people that were getting in trouble. One gal, her board was just chopped in half by the wave. This is 25-foot wave. And, he, you know, they were just helping, taking care of it. That's how life gets sometimes. We, we used to call it, I surfed in high school. We said, man, that was hairy. Those waves were hairy. That means intense. They said, man, that was intense. And um, that's, that's how life gets. It gets intense. And if we're not careful, we'll wipe out. We need to be in it with a group of people that can support us and help us, that can cruise over on the jet ski if we're about to crash into the rocks. We, we really need people. And so next week we're going to look at that in the context of our membership celebration. I want to make sure everybody knows that all are invited to this. Usually this is a separate meeting, but we're going to actually just have our membership celebration in service. And what that means is we're going to Everybody, the, the, one of the major pictures in the New Testament for the church is that we're the body of Christ. Everybody needs a skeleton. And so we're going to look a little bit at the skeleton of church life, the different things that are going on, hear some reports from the staff members that are over them, and get a picture of what God did through us last year, and then what we're looking forward to planning and doing in the year ahead, and whether you're a member or not, you'll get a picture of who we are. So especially if you're trying to check out the church to decide, mm, you know, do I want to be a part of this or not, that's a great opportunity to to see what we're all about. Because we'll peel back the, the curtain and look at the skeletal structure just a little bit. But it'll also be helpful as, because what I want to do as we're going through that is weave through an understanding of how God puts us together in a group of people. When you come to Christ, the, the picture in the New Testament is that you're, you're plopped into the body, the body of Christ. And uh, in, in the context of being connected to the body, your growth happens. That's how you grow. He himself lives in you. You're connected to a group of people. And that, that really helps avoid a wipeout. So... That's, that's next week. The 24th, uh, we're going to look at how God's provided his word, the Bible, for our growth. And it's called Let the Truth Sink In. A major part of growth, Jesus says in John 15, a major part of our growth is, is when we decide to what he calls abide in the word, which means you remain in it. You don't just read it and walk away and forget about it, but... You read it, and you think about it, and you try to live it out in your everyday life. You let it sink in to your heart and mind, and you actually try to do what he says in the way that you live your life. That, that day, uh, we are going to be celebrating Alex Barrett's ordination. And so that's going to be a fun day, a good day, a meaningful day. And he's going to, do, he's going to deliver that message that day. Um, and an ordination just means that we as a church are appointing him to the role that he's actually already been playing, but we're appointing him, we're setting him apart 
and uh, we're going to we we're what we're saying is he is uh, a man of character, a man who walks with the Lord Jesus, and we we affirm this. And the ordination is a we actually the the leader key leaders of the church will lay their hands on him and pray over him to set him apart uh, to continue to do what he's already been doing. I hate to say this this way. Today is the ordination council, which means that we we meet with Alex. We I have a group group of people uh, coming together, those who are ordained in the congregation, and then some from the association of churches that we're a part of. And so we'll be we'll be hearing Alex's testimony about how he came to know Christ. We'll be hearing his call into the ministry. He's been called into full-time professional ministry. We're going to hear about that. Uh, he'll, he'll share some basic keys on doctrinal areas. Who is God, man, Jesus Christ, the Bible, the church, in five minutes or less. <laughs> and then we'll question him. We'll speak to his conduct and his character. We'll examine him. And after that, if, if the group Bogier will celebrate his ordination <laughs> on the 24th. Hate to put it that way, but that is the case. Um, but we, we're looking forward to that. I'm, I'm presenting Alex to the group. I have full confidence that we'll be able to celebrate on the 24th. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, the, the other thing God provides an ingredient for our growth is experience. He, he turns trouble into gold. We're going to look at that on the 31st. Uh, personal growth can't happen without two things, time and experience. You need both of those for it to happen. It, it just does, you, There's no microwave approach to it. Um, when you follow Christ, God doesn't waste your experiences. But he, he weaves those in. If you choose to cooperate with him, he's mixing those in and, and helping them to grow you uh, to become more like Christ. Uh, he will help you turn those experiences into real gold. And then, finally, uh, ministry is a, a, the next thing God provides. Breaking out of your com- comfort zone. If you want to grow, you have to pour out to others in service. That's actually what ministry means. It means to serve. It means serving. Ministry is service. And so, if you want to grow, you have to pour out. There, the Dead Sea in, in Israel, the reason it's dead is because the Jordan River pours into it, but there's no outlet. So it's stagnant. It just sits there, and it's dead. Nothing lives. That's how we are as people. We, we have to pour out. As, as we're learning and growing and beginning to understand more and more about God, we pour out. And as we begin to share, as we begin to serve, we grow in that context. So that's, that's what God's provided. That's the, what you find in Scripture um, is needed for our spiritual growth and what God provides. That's the overview of where we're heading in the coming weeks. Now let's get back to today's topic. We're going to spend the next 15 or 20 minutes on this. Um, God gives himself to grow us. And this is what good parents do. They give themselves to training their children so that they'll be ready for what's coming up, what's coming ahead. 
God, God is very interested in, and involved in our personal growth. In, in fact, once we decide to follow Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in us for a purpose, to give us life. That's why he lives in us. Romans 8, 9, and 11 say this. You, however, are, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So having the Holy Spirit is a major mark of a true believer. If, if you've come to know Christ, he lives in you. Now, you're not perfect, but things are very different inside. After you, When you commit your life to Christ, things are very different. You know the Holy Spirit is there. You, you, you know he's there because there are motivations to do good. There's, there's motivation to walk with the Lord that wasn't there before. And there's conviction of sin, like you're, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And because the flesh, our flesh, what the scripture says, our sinful nature, the old nature still lives in us, there's a battle. There, there begins a war. When you come to Christ, there, there's a war that starts because the Holy Spirit takes up residence. But our old life, our old ways don't automatically go poof and disappear. They remain. And so we have a choice. We can follow the Spirit's lead or we can go with our old ways. And there's a tug of war, a, a, more than that, a battle and a war going on inside of us between what the Bible calls the flesh, our old self, and the Spirit. That struggle is evidence that you're a Christian. That's what Scripture says. That, that, that shows that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And it gets more intense after you decide to follow Christ. Because evil lurks where good intentions are. <laughs> Whenever you set out to do good, evil's close at hand. And it's a fight. And so that war gets more intense. If you don't know that, you're surprised by it. And it can take you down. Ah, I give up. Why should I keep trying to follow Christ? This is, this is look at me. Anybody who's a Christian wouldn't think that or say that or do that or, oh, you know, that's, that's horrible. But the fact is, our flesh remains. As we walk with the Lord, we're able to deal with it and keep it in check, but it's still there. And that's one evidence that the Holy Spirit lives in you, that battle. When you quit struggling, that's when you need to worry. Or when you don't struggle with wrong, that's, that's when you need to be worried. Verse 11 says this, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. That's what the spirit does. The spirit gives life. Listen to John 6, 63. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. That's, that's our native reflex when we're trying to grow personally, self-help. I'm going to help myself here. My own effort is going to change me. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. This is Jesus talking. The spirit alone gives eternal life. When the Bible talks about eternal life, there are two facets 
to what it's talking about. First facet is unending life. It just goes on and on and on forever. The second facet is it's a quality of life that invades our day-to-day existence right here and now. So it goes on and on and on. It's life like eternity that keeps going on. What, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes to live in us and he connects us to God, to his resources, his desires. He, he's like an umbilical cord that connects us to heavenly things and heavenly resources that, that God has for us. Um, like we need, we, need a, to, we need a tank and a breathing mechanism to live, to breathe underwater. The Holy Spirit gives us what we need to live differently in the here and now. So that's, that's what's going on. God gives us everything we need to change and grow. Our part is to keep in step with the Spirit. Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Now, how do we do that? First of all, put him in control and, and, and let him have control. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Children of God are led by the Spirit of God. At any given moment, we decide who's going to be in control of us. Are we going to be in control? Are we going to try to lead the dance? Or is God going to be in control? If we choose to live on our own and rebel against God, we kink the hose. In, that's connecting us to him and his resources. It, it chokes us out and things begin to die. When I choose to follow the Spirit's lead, there is life. Second thing, to keep in step, I rely on his resources, not my own. For the mind of the, uh, that is set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. If you see fleshly stuff going on in your life, you're out of step with the Spirit. And as you get into the Scripture, you, it's easy to recognize. Some, some ways we get out of step with the Spirit is we depend on self-effort to please God. We, depend, we start depending on ourselves to handle life, to change, to grow, to relate in the way that we relate to our family. Boy, I, I, I need to be different. And, and we're relying on our own resources and our own strength. To, to change and to grow, to please God, to, to serve him. Another way is we, we set our hearts on our own agenda and we set our hearts on being served. And when others block our goals, when they get in the way of our agenda, look out. <laughs> because whoa, we're going to blow. We're going to let them have it. That's, that's where normal anger comes from. People block our goals. And so... If we're in the flesh, somebody blocks our goals, we either run over them or get around them some way, but some way we let them know we're angry. The works of the flesh crop up, things like anger, hurtful speech, dissension, envy. These are listed in a couple places, Galatians 5, 19 through 21 is one of those places. When we see this fleshly stuff going on in our lives, we need to get back in step. With the Holy Spirit. We confess. That just means, God, that was wrong. I agree with you. That was wrong. 
And we accept God's forgiveness and refocus, ask for his filling again to do what he wants us to do. When you start thinking in a, re, in a fleshly way, you redirect your thoughts to his desires, to his resources in the spirit. Father, that was wrong. Would you help me to do what you want me to do? Prayer is the key way that we stay connected and we keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We pray. We just ask for God's help on a daily basis. Have some time set aside to pray, to talk to God, to talk to him about what's going on. And then in the moment, he's with us. He lives with us. He's living inside. In the moment, God's provided this resources. Lord, that was wrong. Will you forgive me? Would you help me to do this the way that you want me to, in a way that pleases you? The third thing. Uh, we can do to keep in step is be filled with the Spirit over and over and over again. Ephesians 5, 18 through 21. Do not get drunk on wine. Being drunk affects the way you talk, the way you walk. That's why you get pulled over. They have you walk the line. You, know, you can't walk a straight line. It affects the way that you react to people um, your, and your reactions, whether or not you can, you know, touch. Let me, let me try it just to make sure I say I'm okay. Um, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And the idea here is be controlled, just like people can be controlled by the wine, be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And it says be filled, that that means the way it's written in, in the Greek, which it was originally written in, it means it's iterative. It means keep on being filled. Be filled over and over and over again, because we leak. That's why we need to keep being filled. We leak, and we need to keep asking. We keep falling back into our old way of living, our old habits, our old way of thinking, our old way of doing things, and we recognize that, and we catch ourselves, God, that was, I need your help. Would you fill me and lead me in the way that you want? Being filled with the Spirit affects our speech. It goes on in this passage. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. What we say flows out of a reservoir of truth, and it builds others up. It doesn't tear them down as you're filled with the Spirit. It builds them up. His filling impacts our heart. We sing, make music in our heart to the Lord. Our, our heart is stirred to worship God. There's a gratitude that weaves its way into every part of our life, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it affects your relationships. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You, you take your place in relationships. If you're filled by the Spirit, if you're in your flesh, if you're doing it on your own, you tend to force your own agenda. You don't take your place. But it says submit to one another. If you want to see a description or read a description of how being filled with the Spirit affects your relationships, read on from that, that point. Read uh, Ephesians 5, 22 through 6, 9. Um, the filling impacts family life. Men take responsibility uh, to lead, and, and women follow in a way that, that really honors the Lord. Uh, dads, they don't exasperate their kids, you know, tease and cajole and 
pushed to the point where they're exasperated and frustrated. They don't train out of sarcasm, but in the right way. They, they train them in, in the Lord. And so you can see a description. Your working relationships are much better as well. So anyway, you can read that. You, you get filled with the Spirit by asking the Lord to fill you. Once you come to know Christ, he, he lives in you. You keep asking for filling because when you find yourself living in the flesh on your own, you flip the switch and ask God to fill you. And when you find a leak, when, when you've blown it, confess it and ask God to fill you. Finally, stay, you stay connected. To keep in step, you have to stay connected to his body, the church. Um, when Paul was talking to a group of people who are trying to follow Christ, about another group of people who are beginning to rely on other things besides Christ. They were worshiping angels and other things, putting them uh, as the priority. This is what he said. They are not connected to Christ, the head to which all of us who are his body are joined. For we are joined together by his strong sinews, and we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from God. There's a description of the church as the body of Christ who are joined together. And we have to stay connected in order to grow. Notice that, that, that a body part doesn't do well when it's disconnected from the rest of the body. Same thing with believers. Here's some next steps as we wrap up. We look at these every week because, like I was saying uh, when I was talking about the Word, the Bible, as we, as we let this truth sink in and live it out, that's when our understanding grows. That's when we change and grow personally. And so as, as we hear the Word of God, we want to take steps to follow and to abide, to remain, and to keep walking in it. And as we do that, then... Our understanding grows. We, we ourselves begin to grow and change. So here's some next steps. First of all, you could memorize Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Uh, second step you could take is to stop relying on my own resources. Maybe as we've gone through these passages and through this message, you realize I've been relying on myself. I want to change. I want to be different. I want to, I want to grow. But I've completely, I'm in a self-help program trying to improve myself. I want to stop that. I want to stop relying on my own resources and focus on the Spirit's desires and resources. You do that primarily through prayer. God, there I go again. I, I, I've, I've been trying to, to do it on my own. Will you help me? I, I surrender. I surrender to you. Will you help me? And through that process of catching yourself living on your own, seeing the results of choosing to live on your own, the, the, the anger, the dissension, the problems, confessing that to God and surrendering to him. Through that process, over time, he changes us. He, he makes us different. Third, third step you could take is to, to plan to attend CIV for the rest of this series. Uh, that'd be great to hear all the ingredients of growth and how it works together. And then finally, uh, you've got the growth group catalog. I will explore the growth group options. And pray about signing up for a group. The groups themselves, these growth groups, are designed to bring many of these ingredients together. 
we'll be talking about these ingredients one by one, and they, they bring a lot of the ingredients together. Because as we gather in groups, the Holy Spirit's there. As we get into the Word, each of these groups is going to be getting into the, the Scriptures in different ways. Some for, on practical topics, some on learning how to walk with God. Um, straightforward. They all bring, they'll, they'll bring together these ingredients and be a tremendous help for you. A great way to meet some friends and be a good way to, to begin to take the next steps in walking with the Lord. So there's some things we could do. Let's ask God for the strength to do them. Father, we thank you for the truth that we find in your word. And I, I'm very grateful, God, for your grace, because that's, that's the, the thing that, for, that motivates us and strengthens us and helps us. Your Holy Spirit within us, when we get out of step, you forgive. You're there, you're there to help. Thank you, Father. For loving us this way so that we can be different, so we can change. We're not on our own, but you're very involved in our lives to help us to know you better. Thank you for this help. I pray that you would give us the power to do what you've laid on our heart to do this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.